Two drinks in a mile. Cheese. Welcome to another episode of Two Drinks Cinema. We are two brothers reviewing movies, two drinks at a time. Hello, Brett. Hey, I bet. <laughs> hey, I bet. Ah. <laughs> uh, we are um, here to review Robin Hood Men in Tight. Tight. Multiple tights, yes. Um, as the third of our four Robin Hoods for this year because it is a month of Robin Hood because yes. at least four of the multitude of Robin Hood movies that have been released over the journey since 1100s have re- anniversaries. Yes. We have done The Adventures of Robin Hood, Errol Flynn, 1938. Tick. We have done Robin Hood Animation Disney 1973. Tick. Now we are doing Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Mel Brooks, 1993. Yes. Yet to be ticked. Before we get into the movie, we are going to explain this cocktail that the people on YouTube cannot see. Yay, green. We've done green cocktails before, what if but... I hold it here? This literally matches it's the, the exact key same. of our screen. I was going to say, I'll put it here in there front of is. me, but then you can't see the black in front darkness. of... What is it you... Can't face. So this ha- is another of the four Robin Hood cocktails that I found. It has blue curacao, Midori, orange juice, lemonade, grenadine. This is an attempt at a layered cocktail. Which it is. According to the cocktail, we are meant to have a little bit of a red layer on the bottom, mm-hmm. then a blue layer, then a green layer, then a lemonade layer, then an orange juice layer. We have a blue layer and a green layer. We have an incredibly dark blue layer. Yes, a probably a purple layer. A Tim Burton Batman Returns blue kind of layer. And then an exact colour of our green screen in the studio, layer of green. <laughs> I don't know how you meant to layer things on ice. Yeah, it's an art. I don't think the ice helped us. So that's what's in it. The um, quantities will be up on our socials at Tutoring Cinema and they're on the screen now if you're watching on YouTube. Um, if we sipped it now, we would just get orange juice and lemonade with a little bit of Midori. Yeah. Um, so cheers, cheers. Which is fine. It's Midori and lemonade. Ooh. Mostly. It's a little bit weak on the lemonade because my soda stream was running out. Oh. <laughs> okay. So we're going to stir it. Tastes like diet lemonade. Where's my straw here? We're going to stir. Clinky, clink, clink. Oh, 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 oh. There we go. Now it's aqua. Looks like an Aladdin's wish. Oh yeah, we have used we have used a lot of blue curacao. It's a good one. Cheers! Oh, you can taste the blue. 2.0. Cheers! It's a good colour now. You can taste the blue. You can, can't you? You can wow. taste the blue. Yeah, you can taste the blue. That's that much better. I like that. That's not bad. It's quite sweet. I like a sweet cocktail. That's pretty close to a wet willy. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I invented a cocktail 20 years ago, everybody. Uh, 15 years ago. Called a wet willy that had blue curacao, midori, pineapple lemonade? juice, lemonade in it. One other? It's anyway, nice. It's good. I'll give it a um, like a I three and a half or a four. A, I want to give it a four. Four. Yeah, because I might drink that again. This is on the menu. Wow. There yeah. you go. 
Once there. we work out the layering, it would be even better. Maybe we'll take it to a cocktail bar mm. and ask them to do it. Okay. And then we'll take a photo and put that on the socials. So that's it. That's the first score of our Archie Q De Niro scores. That's going to be very easy to drink, that one. Now, into the movie. Even though I mentioned oh. it in last week's episode, I didn't know Isaac Hayes was in this movie. <laughs> he's not in it for long, so I forgive that. Yeah, but um, he's very highly credited. I remembered straight away when he said, my name is a sneeze. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Terrible jokes. I don't know if that I was say, a bad joke. It wasn't racial, was it? No, it was just a chew and a sneeze. Yeah. Not good. Um, watched this movie a lot growing up. Yeah, I don't think I don't feel like I've watched it as many times as you. I have very fond memories of certain parts of the film. Other bits, not so much. Some have aged. Some have aged poorly. Um, but it is that typical Mel Brooks humour of some things are just stupid. There's so much silliness in this movie. Uh, so much silliness that it's a stupid amount of silliness. Yes. So we open up in um, the credits. The credits, and they're doing the credits. It's one of those things. There must be a, every time they shoot a bloody <laughs> Robin Hood movie. Because this is basically just a piss take of Prince of Thieves. Yes, but in the style of uh, Errol Flynn. Yeah. You wrote in the notes, there must be a better way of doing the credits. So stupid. Oh, right? because. I saw that. Yeah. Right. And then I was like, watching the credits, I'm like, this isn't that stupid. They're just shooting fiery oh, okay. arrows. Right. Yep. And then it got to burning the village down. Yes. And the cast say, there must be a better way of doing the credits. Yeah. Leave us alone, Mel Brooks. And yeah, I was like, oh, okay. You didn't put it in quotation marks. Ah, uh, my apologies. Yeah. So that's the opening. They burn down the village because they're shooting the fire and then the fire gets onto the thatched roofs. And then after that, then they, and then he shoots one more. It says written and directed by Mel Brooks. Yep. Uh, so they And then we're into that. the film. And then we're into Jerusalem. Jerusalem? Yeah. Yep. Because unlike in other Robin Hood movies, Robin Hood is on the Crusades. Yeah. Which I think Kevin Costner was. Okay. Because that's where Kevin Costner meets Morgan Freeman. Oh, a sneeze. Yeah. Mm. But then Morgan Freeman and Kevin Costner go back to England. Oh, he okay. He doesn't leave him there and send him back to his international student son, Dave Chappelle. Achoo. Yeah. Yeah. Bless you. <laughs> Dave Chappelle's first movie. Yes. Mm. Impact. Hummy Negative Man one. wrote the music. Hummy Man. I saw that. I'm like, who the hell is Hummy Man? That sounds more like a Mel Brooks character than a composer. Yeah, definitely. But decent music. Mm. Very good music. Um, I le- then they do the rap song, you know, after that. Just in case you didn't know, it was the early 90s. Oh, yeah. Putting the rap song. The rap's not bad. Hey, nanny, nanny, and oh, oh, yeah, oh. That's funny. Um, I, the rap could easily have aged very badly. Yes. But I don't think it has. No, I think it's good. Because I don't think it's a piss take of black people. No. I think it's a bit of a piss take of 90s rap. Yeah, I think so. Which is fine because some 90s rap was pretty bad. Yeah, it was. Not looking at looking at you, Vanilla Ice. Yeah. And he's white, so there you go. We both wrote Babu Bus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Bobby Bart from Seinfeld plays the uh, maitre d' of the Jerusalem prison. Yeah. But his name is Falafel. Yeah. Uh, which, Mel, that hasn't aged well. Yeah. Th- there are some, throughout the movie, we will discuss representation. It is mm. on our thing. Sometimes it's held up and it's kind of good that Dave Chappelle's there and stuff. Other times, no. No, not so good. Uh, and then we get into the prison and we meet Isaac Hayes playing Morgan Freeman. I will say. Yes. It was hard to listen to Isaac Hayes. Without thinking of the chef. Yeah. It was just, hello, children. <laughs> that was pretty good. The line and where- not racist. He had a couple of funny lines early on. He was like, we just need one feat of strength. Yeah. And he goes, no, now we have very good strength of feet. And a joke that I thought would be a lot more running throughout the movie, but only came up once again, mm-hmm. on the count of kick. Yeah. Kick. Kick. Yeah. Um, so then later they, on, it was like on the count of jump. Wasn't jump, it? Yeah. yeah. Then they get out, uh, and they manage to rescue everyone from the prison. Yep. Then he swims all the way to England. Yes. He from swims Jerusalem. the entire Mediterranean. Yep. And then swims into the North Sea and into England. Well done, Kerry yes. Elwes. He, I've said it for the Princess Bride. Handsome, good-looking man. Handsome. Should have done a lot more. Yes. Because really, we've watched 107 movies now, something. Sure. Right? Yeah. And we have watched many people that aren't as good looking as Carrie Elwes do movies that are worse. Yeah. Looking at you, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad Pitt no, is Brad better, Pitt looking, better looking, than, looking than Carrie yeah, I don't know why I said Brad Pitt. Also it was more of a joke. A better actor. The yep. So what have we got from like I can name Carrie Elwes from Saw. Men in Tights, The Princess Bride, and... That new one that looks average. Oh, no, he was in that... He's had a little bit of a resurgence mm. because he was in something recently. He was also in that Christmas Castle one with Brooke Shields. Mm-hmm. That was awful. Yeah. He was in something where he played the mayor in like a bit of a comedy. It wasn't that Lindsay Lohan movie, was it? No, okay. something recently where he plays... The mayor and the mayor's dodgy and chop someone's finger off with a cigar thing. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't that one where we saw the preview and you were like, that looks good. That Jason Statham movie looks good and I want to see it for everything but not Jason Statham. Yeah, if you replace Jason Statham with just about anybody else, I'd go and see that movie. Replace Jason Statham with Aubrey Plaza. Just make her the just lead. Just make Aubrey Plaza the lead. She's yeah. having a moment. She's Make great. Aubrey Plaza, Aubrey Plaza. Plaza the lead, and I will go and watch it. So he is, oh, he is in that Operation Fortune, Rue de Guerre. Um, that last, is the correct pronunciation. A Castle for Christmas. He plays someone in Family Guy. He does. What am I looking at? Something that I saw him in recently. Stranger Things. Oh. Season four. God, now I don't want to watch it. He plays the mayor. Yeah. Which is just meta. It's just let's 80s. get this guy from that the Gen X's love from Princess Bride because of rose colored glasses. Yep. And we'll put him in Stranger Things. That's the exact way that Winona Ryder and Sean Aston got cast. Yes. Finn Wolfhard. Ugh. Um, anyway, anyway, back to but, this yeah. movie. Uh, Babu Butt's name's Falafel. Isaac Hayes escapes them and they win. They swim all the way to England. He gets this horse from Rent-A-Wreck. Yes. 
uh, and then he goes back to his goes castle. To his castle, which is being moved, being towed away. Yeah. The he doesn't have a castle in the other ones. He has a castle in Prince of Thieves. So I feel as I was watching this, I was like, we should have watched Prince of Thieves. Yeah. Because even though this is the Robin Hood with an anniversary and we've watched two other Robin Hood movies, this is a piss take of Prince of Thieves. Yes, it is. Down to the subtitle, it having a subtitle. Yeah. None of the other ones do. And them actually taking a dig out of the movie. Yeah, we'll come to that in quotability. Um, so then, yeah, but then the we get to man. the home and he meets a true. Who's oh, yeah. uh, the yeah, victim yep. of some police brutality? Yes, uh, that has uh, unfortunately endured. <laughs> um, and then they go to they go to the castle. Yeah, and we meet Blinken, Blinken the blind man, who is meeting reading an a Yodi Playboy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the shape of feet, and then feeling the little paper boobs. Quite funny. Then. The joke I remember. Oh, I did think it was a bit drafty because yeah. he's on the toilet while the uh, things got towed away. Then I remembered they he runs into this fake Statue. Venus de Milo. Yeah, uh, but you've grown some nice boobs. You've lost your arms in battle, but you grew some nice boobs. Yeah, and then uh, there's way too many blind jokes for the next hour and a half. Yep, way too many. Way and too they're many. Not all good. No, some are funny. But the majority of them, it's just a bit like, I lost, we get it, he's blind. I lost count of the number of times that he ran into something or ran off something or bumped into something. When it was funny, the funniest thing I found it was is when they were doing the Men in Tights dance song. And he punched the guy. And no, but they, he was doing the choreography, but they all had to keep be like turning oh, around yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, during the com- fight scene where he... I was at a comedy gig last night. Oh, no. And there was a blind man in the audience. Mm-hmm. And at one point, so there was there was a row of like little four people uh, and the ladies and I assume the husbands and the ladies were a bit funny and a bit interacting with the comedian, right? Mm-hmm. Then one of the husbands had said something in the first break of the MC interacting with the crowd. Okay. Right? Then the MC came back and had another little interaction with the crowd. Yep. Then at one point turns to that guy and he goes, are you even alive? <laughs> And then it's like, oh, because you're just sitting there and you're wearing your sunglasses inside and then he just holds up his cane. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, oh, my God, I'm about to be accused of a hate crime. It's rough. That comedy stuff. Like, you never know if you're going to pick on someone from the crowd. Yeah. That has got a reason to I'm, be picked on from the crowd. People, but have a thing. Don't just, a lot of comedians, it looks like their jokes, or at least what, um, my reels are filled with on Instagram and TikTok, um, are just, I'm going to talk to people in the crowd and make fun of things and say funny things about them. That's my gig. Well, I saw another comedian's reels that was like, apparently that's what people like on reels. But he was like, um, no, I'm not going to do that. And then his bit was like, I'm not going to talk to this guy and ask like, you didn't pay 30 bucks to find out what the fuck he does for a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, there are uh, comedians that don't do crowd work, but I think there's a bit of a thing of people on Instagram Reels and TikTok like crowd work. Yeah. Some do it really well. 
Some don't. Some are that guy. Yeah. That, that- Aussie guy. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Moving on. Back to Robin Hood. You've grown some nice boobs. That's a horny point. I got a lot of nostalgia for then that weird kid coming in screaming. Yeah. Who I thought was Will Scarlet for some reason. No. But then um, Will Scarlet, someone else. Will Scarlet later. So, yeah, he comes running in screaming, chased by the things playing kazoos. And then it's just so silly the way the Sheriff of Rottingham talks. I got over that pretty quickly. Yeah. Not lie. Because it also didn't make sense. No. Because it wasn't always when he was angry. Sometimes he just said the wrong word. Yeah. So if it's when he's angry, it's like, yes. oh, my God, he's so angry he can't talk. But sometimes yes. it was just like he said the wrong thing. Yeah. It was a bit, it was just another way of making stupid jokes. That's true. Then, yes, he saves that kid who killed a deer, which apparently we're learning in the 1100s is the worst thing to do. Punishable by death, generally, no matter which version of um, Robin Hood you're talking about. Yep. Killing a deer on the king's land is pretty bad. Of all the three things, we've, there's things, killing a deer on land. Yep. Punishable by death, Robin Hood, taxes, fat jokes. There's the same yep. thing in all yep. three movies so splitting, far. Splitting an arrow yep. might come up and staff fighting little John. Yep. Quintessential Robin Hood things. Fat jokes. Fat jokes. Alrighty, so yes. It's more silliness. The camera is zooming in to Maid Marion as she's singing Marianne, the song. But then Marianne. the camera comes through the window. Yep. I like that. Dumb. <laughs> but that dumb kind of Mel Brooks dumb humour dumb. Yeah. Because there's a few Mel Brooks things, right? One, Jewish. Two, yeah. reference to like the crew and cameras being there. Yes. Three, I like the, you know, the jokes of modern things I in do like the that. olden times. I do like, like that. Like his Nike pumps. Yes, yes. And I wrote a few other ones down. There's, yeah, a lot of things that are... Valet parking for horses. Renting horses, you know, rent a wreck mm. rather, instead of, I don't know, rent a bomb probably didn't make it in the States. The chop. Oh. Yeah, some people in the crowd didn't get the didn't chop. Didn't quite understand the timing of the chop. There was very, some very no, slow there was people. This, if you're doing... Not in time. Do it in order. Oh. Oh. There was one guy that was just like... Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't make a joke about the Mexican wave when the arrow went under and everyone. Yeah. Went, they just kind of did it. They did it. They didn't say anything. But it's if, a very Mel Brooks thing to then. It would have been funnier to then be like, oh, that's cool kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I think that's a very Mel Brooks thing to say is like, oh, I think that could take off mm. or something. Yeah. But then, you know. The crime. Robin Hood's like, I have to do this and we'll go and demand a four day work week. Oh, and yeah, affordable he gets... health care for Saxons. <laughs> but then, and then later he has win- little Winston Churchill speech. Yeah. We will watch them under seas. We will seat them under beaches. And then Dave Chappelle gives a Malcolm X speech. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that... I'm okay with that. I'm okay if with it. If it was... Uh, oh, what? Was yeah, 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 yeah. No good. But he puts the glasses he put on. put the glasses on, And yeah. he gives the... 
their speech because as we've discussed in the Adventures of Robin Hood, racist to the Saxons. Oh, so racist. it's a little bit civil rights. Oh, one hundred percent civil rights. Not that I'm comparing those white people in England. Nope. nope. Although, like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say anything further than that. Uh, I don't think it's bad, but I don't want oh. to be cancelled. And then we soon meet the horniest character in the whole entire movie, or perhaps any Robin Hood movie ever. Latrine. Latrine. <laughs> you changed your name to Latrine. Yeah, used to be shithouse. Used to be shithouse. <laughs> to be fair, the name's still shithouse. It is still shithouse. Um, the, the guy that plays, I've forgotten the name off the top of his head, Rob Reed or whatever he is. The guy that plays the sharing of Rottingham yeah. is very good. He's very good, yes. Um, Robert Rees? Rob Rees? It's just like, it's character actors. The whole movie's character actors. Yeah. Which it isn't necessarily in Roger other... Roger Rees. Um, yeah, like Roger Rees, Richard Lewis, Amy Yasbeck. They're all character actors. Amy Megan Kavanagh is good um, at the over-the-top English accent. Yeah, like at one point she he was just she was just like, Err, and then he, why did I just do Jennifer, Jennifer Coolidge? Coolidge. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, just, what are you going to do with me? You know what I mean? Like just character actors, like, and you can tell she's a character actor because her first picture is her with, with Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. So that's her IMDb. Um, yeah, changed her name to Latrine. She's very horny for the Sheriff of Rottingham so much that she has a cardboard cutout. But then the another very, face. that's a, another very Mel Brooks thing that the cardboard cutout changes face after she talks about how horny she is for him. Maybe if we get him drunk. Really drunk. drunk. And Prince John, who we haven't talked about yet, Prince John does not hold back in saying, you are an ugly creature. You are ugly. It's not going to happen. He calls her a creature. Yeah. He goes, can you be sure? I don't know. (laughs) If you want to be sure, hire yourself a witch. I'm just your cook. just your cook. She's funny, Tracy Ullman. Yeah, character actor. Um, was she in the Princess Bride as that creature thing? Was that her with Billy Crystal? Oh, do you want me to look on the IMDb while I've got it not quite up on the screen? I thought that was kind of a nod to that. Oh yeah, could be. No, oh maybe. What a nod to the Princess Bride, other than Carrie Elwes? Yeah, well, as we said in the previous episodes. Yeah, I think it might be now that I've seen her without her makeup on. Carrie Elwes yes. based his Princess Bride characterization off Errol Flynn in Robin Hood. Yep. And then Earl Brooks saw Princess Bride and was like, why don't you just do that? So he offered yep. him the um, part in this because of Princess Bride. What I've seen Tracy Ullman in recently is Death to 2021. Ah, uh, yes. And she plays that kind of newsreadery character. Right. Uh, so she's not in. She was in music videos. She was a singer, apparently. Oh, By the looks go. of this, the number of music videos that she was in. She, she was in Jumping in, Jack Flash. She wasn't in Princess Bride. No, but if you saw her, you would think she is the one of Princess Bride. 
But right. yeah, lots of bits of TV, five episodes of Ali well, she's McBeal. She's a comedian that did a show. She's a singer comedian who did shows. She was one episode of Will and Grace. Of I remember course. that one. Yeah, of course you do. She was in the Corpse she's a Bride cooking instructor. Uh, she's in three episodes of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, Into the Woods. Oh. Into the Woods is Jack's mum. Uh, and then, yeah, Death to 2020, she played the Queen. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, she was in a couple of episodes. And then Death to 21 as Madison Madison. She was very funny in that. Okay. Um, but no, she is very funny uh, as this character and in other things that she is in. Okay? Yes, good. Now, speaking of horny, uh-huh. Robin is in Sherwood Forest and yes. has the little stick fight with uh, Will, little John. Little John. That is very funny. The stick yeah. keeps breaking and then they have to do the little knuckles with the little stick and then it's less funny that little John goes on forever. Dave Chappelle being like, you can just walk over the stream. Yeah. Like one step and you're over. Yeah. That's a bit funny. The drowning, less funny. Yes. What I noticed, though, I, you know what was funny it was like, and that's Blinken, and then he, wa- and then Blinken's looking the opposite direction and waving. <laughs> that see, that was good, funny, blind humour. But before that is when he says, "Hey, Blinken." Oh no! Yes. Oh, did you say, "Hey, Blinken"? Did you say, "Hey, no. Blinken"? No. No, I said, "Hey, Blinken." One of the funniest blind jokes is towards the end. I'm not going to say it now, but okay, is Robin Hood. Horny for Will as soon as he sees him. No. Because there's like, this is my mate, Will Scarlet. fan fiction of Robin Hood and Will Scarlet in various forms being interested in each other no. is, is an issue that you need to discuss listeners, with a therapist. Listeners, go back, watch The Adventures of Robin Hood. They are... Doing it in the forest. I agree that there is some underlying homosexual tension between Will and um, Robin Hood in that one. This one, no. I don't know where you're pulling that from. What happens is, Little John's like, this is my mate Will Scarlet. Will Scarlet O'Hara, I'm from Georgia. Not a great joke. Not hilarious. Yeah. not. Then the camera cuts to Robin Hood, who gives a little bit of a look to camera. He's a horny. He's horny for Will. No, God. I'm going to write a fan fiction. God. If anyone out there reads a fan fiction of Robin Hood and Will Scarlet under a pen name, it's not me. <laughs> okay? Do not link it back to at Two Drink Cinema unless you really like it and then share it and then tell people to listen to the podcast. If anybody sees a fan fiction about the animated version of Robin Hood, it's that guy from the last episode <laughs> that was a fairy and wrote that review. If a fox playing Robin Hood and a hound playing Will Scarlet. God. Make the Fox and the Hound Part 2 oh, Fairy no. Edition. <laughs> That's ruined my childhood. That's that guy. Oh. Anyway, so they go right through the, the forest and they're um, collecting more men as uh, they go. Yeah, again, homos. And, of course, we get to the obligatory dinner that uh, Robin Hood storms into. <laughs> yes, with a deer, again, throws the deer on the no, table. No, a pig. Oh, it's a pig this wild time. Boar. No, oh, that's no, that's a, a wild boar. boar. Talking Insults. about... Hang on. Can we talk about how American Prince John is? What are you talking about? Because we were quite critical of the accents He's in the animated charming. one. He's definitely charming. <laughs> it doesn't work in the Disney animated one. No. But when you put written and directed by Mel Brooks... Yeah, you, you can go, do whatever you want. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. 
And you can have a rabbi in a 12th century Sherwood forest. Who just invented circumcision by the sounds of things. I put your thing in the thing and I snip the tip. (laughs) Then one of them goes, oh, I've already got one. (laughs) Question. (laughs) Oh, dear. Yes, so we get the thing. There's drinking at the dinner. There's pigs. There's flirting between Marion and Robin. The mole keeps moving from scene to scene. I have a mole. Later. Morley, 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 morley. Oh, no. We've done Austin Powers. Yep. Um, the I saw a, not a meme, okay. but you know, you see the screenshots of an interview of someone on one of the Jimmys. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And it's very rarely James Corden. Hmm, wonder why. This was Mike Myers on Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. And it was like Mike Myers saying, my kids turned around and asked me, if there'll ever be an Austin Powers 4. Yes. Mike Myers is like, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, if, if it's right, then I think I'd like to do it. Then Mike Myers said, and then my kid said, because I have some notes. <laughs> <laughs> it would be have to be very different, I think, Mike Myers these days. I don't know if it would, because now it's the whole, you know, nostalgia for 90s stuff. Yeah, but we're not nostalgia for him playing other races. But maybe that was more the problem with the love guru than... Hey, chuck a guy in a fat suit, he'll win an Oscar. Maybe. Yeah. This is preempting. But this episode comes out after. Yep. When the, I said it. <laughs> the um, Yeah, so Brett's on the record as predicting that Brendan Fraser will win an Oscar, but you won't know that till after. I won't know that until after. Listeners won't hear this till after, so you'll already know if Brett's correct. And listeners won't know, will already know once this is thing, if I was happy about it or not. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we will have live tweeted us watching the Oscars uh, in this year of 2023. All right, let's get back to the movie. This has had lots of tangents. The, the, sheriff, the sheriff licks his lips. At Marion. Oh, yeah. Offers her a date, which was a play on words, which was obvious. Oh, that's. I think that's a good joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A date, how about next Thursday? Which then is followed up with another good quote, I can speak with an English accent. Unlike some Robin Hoods, yeah. I can speak with an English accent. Classic. Quotability. When another- doesn't a blind joke work? Blink and sword fighting. With the sped up thing on the pole. Yeah, that not as funny nah. as him going, it sounds like we're winning. Yes, that's funny. That was good. And then him just kind of waving his, well, I was going to say wand, because my TikTok reel is, TikTok feed is full of full Hogwarts of- legacy. Um, <laughs> he is waving his sword into yep. air. Yep. He'd so be stabbed. Yeah. But anyway, the that joke I expected it to end up as a sculpture. Yeah, okay. Like he goes, jung, 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 and then it ends up being a sculpture of Robin Hood. Okay. Yeah. That would have been funnier. Or it would have been, could have been like the or sculpture shorter, if of, it was shorter. Shorter, but then what could have been... I'm not telling Mel Brooks how to do satire yeah. because Give him I'm a call. vastly underqualified. <laughs> it's still a couple of weeks, I oh know, by the time this comes out... Uh, History of the World Part 2 will have come and gone. But what could have been funny is if Blinken is doing that sword against the wood and it was sculpted to be 
there is a sculpture of Alan Rickman's character, the Sheriff of Nottingham, in Prince of Thieves. Okay. Like there's a scene where there's a sculpture of him or like oh, a bust right. of him. Okay. That would have been funny. Okay. If he's sword fighting and we think he's like attacking someone, but then we see he's chipping wood away, then it cuts somewhere else and it comes back and he's accidentally, because he's blind, sculpted Alan Rickman's would it statue be Alan from- Rickman? Yeah. Or No, I one. would have done it as Alan Rickman. Okay. They Although that might, have might been not have been allowed to. Legal. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay, anyway, that's my um, little tip to Mel Brooks if you go and remake this movie. Do you believe you in love at first sight? I was going to say, do you? Uh, um, it depends where you're looking. <laughs> that's actually a very good comeback. Yeah. If I had Tinder and someone said that, I would say that. Yeah, I put it in my profile now. Um, you know what happened a few times during this movie that I was didn't know if I was okay with sometimes. Okay. I'm on the record as previously not liking this happening in Talking movies. to the camera. Force wall breaks. Will Scarlet, you chuck your knives at some bloke and rather than killing him, you pin his costume to the door. Yeah. Don't then just like look at the camera and go, am I good or what? Yeah. Just kill him if you were good. You'd throw one in his face. But also there's the joke that he's not that good because he cuts his pants down. Yeah. He's working on that bit. Yeah, well. In your fan fiction. Robin Hood was okay with that. That's how the story starts. Gosh. Bit of sword fighting. Bit of dagger play between Will and Robin. Oh, (laughs) no. Okay. You know what scene I don't know if we need it? Which? The whole Godfather ripoff thing. With Dom DeLuise. It went a bit too long. Yeah. And uh, I think... Why do I have a pet lizard? Come in, make a joke of that guy doesn't talk because his tongue's cut out. Make a joke of that guy saying, on the occasion of your daughter's daughter's wedding. wedding. Then make a joke of the cotton balls from the dentist. Done. Yeah. And also it's like, see, he said his mouth... See, do this. Can't do it. Can't do it. (laughs) And then later on in a scene where they're laughing and see, listen to him, he's just like (laughs) that's funny. It shouldn't be funny, but it's funny. It did uh that one did go on a little bit long. And then we get to one a fat joke of um Brunhilde trying to jump onto a horse. Oh, before that, you've skipped a bit ahead of where I've made a couple of notes. The sword fighting in that obligatory dinner throw the wild game on the table scene. When he's got to escape then. Yeah. Is good, but it's not over the top. Like, it's good sword fighting, but there's oh, not yes. too much of it, which yeah, I yeah, like. Okay. Um, it's not taking the piss out of sword fighting. A horny point. Yeah. The cleavages oh, of the those cleavages. women. And then the guy that's like, oh, let me hide here. And then he's clearly then just he's looking like, down their tops, which is a very Mel Brooks. Cleavage yeah. is a very Mel Brooks Cleavage. Thing. No shuttlecocks in these cleavages, though. Well, not that we've not not yet, anyway. Uh, and then they do the training sequence, which they call the training sequence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and their shit, the men from the villages. Yeah. No good. And then Will Scarlet does his jousty thing. Yeah. And then he comes back, and Robin Hood gives him a treat. Yeah, because he's like, in love with him. Why is that? That's weird. He's in love with him. Oh, Lee, I'm not going to mention either of them again, which is going to be <laughs> difficult considering one is the main character. Well, wait till we get to next week that we just in the break decided is not Russell Crowe, but he's Taron Egerton because um, there's Will Scarlet in that one too. Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades, 50 shades of, of Scarlet. There you go. There you go. 
It's just mm. written itself. <sighs> and then, where are we up to? Ah, sacramental wine. Marion. Oh, sacramental wine, because um, thing. And then there's a moil. Come. Uh, Fangalas? Yeah. Mm. Nope, we're straight, just merry. <laughs> They're not, Robin and... No, no. <laughs> I won't, I won't say it again. I won't say it again. Oh. But listeners, if we you agree with over me, the place. I'm going to run a poll on Twitter, right? Is Carrie Elwes's Robin Hood having Have a th- an thing affair on Reddit. with Will Scarlet? Okay. We're all over the place because, like... You wrote more notes, and so ours are not lined up. Because um, there was a bit that I didn't write any notes for, like twenty minutes in the middle of the movie, like the whole song "Men in Tights." Yeah, where they go, um, we may look like sissies, and we may look like pansies. Yeah, that has we're butch. <laughs> we're butch is the end. <laughs> that I don't know if that aged well or not. Because it's, I don't think it's taking the piss out of men wearing tights. I feel like it's almost taking the piss out of men wearing tights having to defend themselves. Yeah. Or am I watching that with the 2023 Mel Brooks didn't know what toxic masculinity is, but we do now. Um, Vlens. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it it is does when when they go at the end we're butch. The That's, joke, the joke of the song is them justifying their manliness. Yes, yeah, not taking the piss out of the fact that they're wearing tights. Yeah, and then Marion and uh, Brunhilda, Broom, Broomhilda, Broomhilda, playing That's the visit. joke for some reason. <laughs> that song, <laughs> the big operatic song. Oh, and he sings and he just got the windswept yeah. face, and then the sword in the silhouette thing. I oh, remember that. That's and horny nostalgia. Point, all those men. Were are so sex starved from living in the woods that yeah. they're happy to watch a silhouette of their boss having sex, and then they tear it down. And when they see it's his sword, they're just like, "Oh, oh, he hasn't got a big dick." Will's most disappointed. Oh, about shut that. up! <laughs> then we get to the archery tournament, and really, that archery announcer's just watched too many Monty Python movies. <laughs> Yes. It's just yes. like just Mel Brooks couldn't get Michael Palin, so he just got that guy to yell. Yeah. And it's not that funny. Maybe because we just watch Meaning of Life. The old man may go fast. <laughs> and then within that, uh, he splits the... No, it's the other guy that splits the he arrow. He split Robin's arrow in twain. And then... I that don't extra, know why I found that so funny. That extra made the absolute most of his moment. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to nail it on the and first And he did, take. and he spat all over the two rows of the crowd in front of him. <laughs> yes. Then they're like, he's like, oh, fuck, I lost. And then he checks the script mm. because it's a Mel Brooks movie, so he has to check the script. Yeah. They all check the script and he gets another shot. Then there's a Gulf War joke because there's the Patriot Arrow, not the Patriot Missile. Uh, which is um, not seeking falafel. It is seeking the other arrows. Yeah. Uh, and he wins. But it doesn't make sense, though. Why? It doesn't have to make sense. It's a Mel Brooks I know, movie. But it's like he, he, Robin Hood gets two shots. The other guy gets one. Makes no sense. No, it doesn't. But Moving it's a Mel on. Brooks movie. Uh, it makes no sense that in the 1100s, they'd check a movie script in the middle of an archery <laughs> tournament. <I know. laughs> 
If you spare his life, I will do the most disgusting thing I can think of. I will marry you. Oh, and then horny point, he says, I can give you, she says, I can give you my body, but never my heart, my mind or my soul. And he's like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, no, no, I'm fine with yeah, that. That's fine. Okay, walk this way. <laughs> <laughs> they sent a fox with a message. Then the fox has a dolphin noise. Yes, I wrote that. I don't understand it. 12th century fox. That was funny. Yes. Um, it having a dolphin noise while it's running away? No, no, that's up there with the crowd of people in the tent in the animated one having a train noise. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. No sense at all. So then they get to the marriage. I've got the marriage next in my notes. Have I missed anything there? Marla Hooch jumps on a horse. Yeah, we skipped that. Yeah. We can come back to that, though. It's a, just a fat joke. It's just another fat joke. The horse says, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Uh, then I... No noose is good noose. Yeah. I wrote in representation, that's why I didn't write it in here, when he says goodbye in all those different languages. Oh, yeah. And he says, like, a river chow, he says a river dirt, he goes, says, dun, dun, dun. then he like, says, oh, oh, bad. Didn't, and he also said, like, that was earlier when he's like, do you know Kung Fu or whatever he asks? Oh, Dave the Chappelle. praying mantis and they do yeah. the Kung Fu. And they not do great. the Kung Fu, not ideal. Mm. Then we get to the wedding and we find out his name is Mervyn. Hey, I bet. <laughs> You missed you miss the most important part of the movie. Hey, I bet. I hate that I hate guy. That guy. I push, no context or anything. No. Right? Isn't that guy a guy from but outside the movie? But still, hilarious. Funny. Is, um, I don't find Mervyn that funny a name. No, I don't find it that funny either. The whole crowd lost it. Congregation. Is Mel, Mel Brooks, is that his real name, Mel? Maybe his real name's Mervyn. But wouldn't it be Melvin? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? It's not that funny. No. Dave Chappelle's character is a surprisingly good shot, I wrote. Well, no, he's not. Then he said, I was aiming for the <laughs> hangman. <laughs> the hangman. The hangman's funny. No noose is good noose. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. He's got oh. so many of just those bad jokes. Oh, what are you, a thousand, sixteen and a half? <laughs> All right, let's get out of these ladies' clothes and get into our tights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, um, too many blind jokes. Misses the high five, falls off the stage. This is when <laughs> I was like the thing, but then yeah, yeah, then doesn't know the list. Like he's like, I could hear that coming a mile off. Yeah, and then he says, "Well done, Blinker." Who said that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This this is the point of the movie where I was like, "All right, the I've, the blind jokes are done now." Yeah, I've had enough. Um. That final fight also not the get best. ready for the fight scene. <laughs> Introduced well, but the actual fight not so good. Parry, parry, thrust, good. Yeah, it's a funny bit when they do the shadows, which is clearly a um, nod to the Errol Flynn one, and then they do the shadow puppets with their hands. How's that a nod to the Errol Flynn one? Because they do a shadow. They're in shadows fighting. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, not yeah. with not with like a dog. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. And then he, like, the duck wins. And then it cuts to Mary and she's like, ooh. <laughs> Sitting well, there with her chastity belt out for all to see. Non-consent horniness Chastity there. belt? Oh, that's going to chafe my willy. <laughs> so he oh. should. He's going to non-consent her. Well, they're married. 
it, so yeah, true. In the I'm not going yeah, to yep. comment on that. Um, then for somehow the key just happens to land in the lock. Ding. Yeah. Then they have to go and find the uh, rabbi to marry them. Yes. Because hey, Abbot is not there anymore <laughs> yeah. for some reason. He's run off. Uh, but he's in the middle of having a half-off oh, surf- yeah. circumcision special. Yes. And he's like, oh, just put some ice on it. You'll be fine. I was like, the greatest treasure in all the land is, is her, her Yaya. Yaya. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Don't know if that's good or not. A good or not horny point. Mm. Mm. Oh. And then... Here comes Patrick Stewart. Oh, yeah. And I I was about to write, why is the King of England Scottish? And then he said one line. I'm like, oh, he's Sean Connery. He's Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. This is go. Patrick Stewart impersonating Sean mm. Connery, to, probably to take the piss out of the fact that in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Robin Hood is American and the King of England is Scottish. Yes. <laughs> um, Robert of Locksley. And then he pashes the bride. Yeah. It's good to be king. It's good to be king. And then Mel Brooks gives a wink. And, goes, and then he goes, goes to the camera. Yeah. Um, and goes, I name you Achu, the sheriff. A black yeah. sheriff? Yeah. He's black? That, that is the funniest blind joke in the movie. Yes. He's black? Great. Because yeah. he doesn't see colour. And then all the toilets in this kingdom shall be known as John's. <laughs> be known as John's. That's great. Um, he's black. Oh, it works. It worked in Blazing Saddles mm. because apparently I think that was a bit of a controversial point. It was. It was. Uh, because I've seen that. It's Richard Pryor, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Richard Pryor himself couldn't believe that Mel Brooks wanted to cast him as the sheriff. Yeah. And he's I, a funny I saw, guy. I saw a little thing the other day. Um, because obviously History of the World Part 2 is coming up after we've recorded this, mm-hmm. there's news articles and clickbaits about Mel Brooks and there was one story about Mel Brooks wanted to get Richard Pryor in the writing room for Blazing Saddles mm-hmm. and Richard Pryor couldn't believe it that he wanted to write with him, let alone have him in the movie. And then he came along and just was like, Snorting coke first thing in the morning. Mel Brooks was <laughs> no Richard Pryor oh. was. Then he offered some to Mel Brooks, and Mel Brooks is like, "Nah, never before lunch." <laughs> oh, and does Richard Pryor now play for Collingwood Magpies? Yeah, he does. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, he's I doing so. white faces, Jack Ginnivan. That's why he's got to bleach his hair. Um, <laughs> that's <Jesus>. dated. <laughs> That'll be dated by now. Footy's actually started yeah. by now. People have got other things to talk oh. about. Um, Welcome uh, home, Mrs. Of Loxley. <laughs> Then they need a lot. But the key doesn't fit. Uh, I'm surprised we didn't see the castle get towed back into position. I suppose that joke's done. Yeah, joke's done. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the end of the movie. Paramount Plus suggested that I watch Street Fighter. Ah, yeah, same. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, nah. No, and then I looked at the year, 1994. Oh, so Kylie Minogue's big movie role next year. Oh, can't wait. Street Fighter. It's a piece of shit. All right, um, that's all of what we think of the movie John so Claude far. John Claude Van Damme? Quite, no, he's Mortal Kombat. 
Oh. The original Mortal Kombat, not the recent one. Obviously. All right. Some Google reviews. This episode's gone on a bit long, I think, because we had a break in the middle of it because I had technical issues. So let's get on to some Google reviews. Brett. All right. I've done some five stars. Yep. Mel Brooks is a national treasure and super genius. Oh, okay. Carrie Elworth is the epitome of Robin Hood. Awesome cast of characters. My goodness, it's even got the infamous Dom DeLuise, who was much beloved. (laughs) And whatever happened to Richard Lewis? I give this movie 10 stars. It will absolutely become a great classic. Oh, written a year ago. Yeah, it will become (laughs) in some time, 29 years after it's released. From 2022 onwards, it will become a classic. Yes. Okay, this one got, I don't know what it is about Robin Hood's. Okay. But we're at the third movie in a row where there's been no one-star reviews on Google. It's just this a, is a classic story. It has a 4.7 on Google. These three movies That's are the, too high for this these one. These three movies are the highest three movies we've ever watched on Google reviews. Wow. Better 4. than 4.6, 4. 4.8, 4.7. So I went over to IMDb. There were definitely some one-star reviews there. One out of ten. Woeful. Ooh. Remember those dreadful school plays you were forced to partake in or watch? Well, this movie is on a par with that. One, appallingly hammy acting that might work in Rent-A-Ghost, but not in a feature film aimed at anyone over the age of 10. Rent-A-Ghost? I don't know. Two, absolutely no sense of comic timing. Jokes are telegraphed from miles away and or flogged beyond the limits of human endurance. Okay. Never seen a Mel Brooks movie before. Mm -hmm. Three, Humour, in quotation marks, that is at least 20 years past its sell-by date, even in the early 90s. Consider this. Oh, gosh. Okay. In 1973, Monty Python made the Holy Grail on a budget of $500,000. Factoring in inflation, this equates to about $833,000 by 1993. This movie had a budget of $20 million. For the cost of 24 Monty Python films, Mel Brooks managed to squeeze out this steaming turd. (laughs) Avoid like the pox. I believe that a lot of that money would have been spent on stuff like uh, visual effects. Yeah, that they didn't have in Monty Python's day. No, they didn't. Fancy saying to Mel Brooks that your movie has no sense of comic timing. God. That's a bold statement from a guy that's in his mother's basement writing on IMDb. Yeah. I would say that a lot of the five stars review I, I looked at were quite short. But this one was good. I liked it. Weak bladders, beware. <laughs> Best medicine will have you totally in stitches, not just for a day. Oh, okay. That's There fair. you go. That's another one star. Robin Hood Men in Tights is supposed to be an attempt at telling the tale of Robin Hood through using a lot of crude humour. The film was released after the success of the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves film. Unless you like the sense of humour, do not bother watching this one. You will either love it or hate it, depending on your sense of (laughs) humour. If you enjoy crude humour and watching a bunch of guys running around in tights, then this film is for you. If you could not imagine anything worse, then certainly do not watch this film. I give it a 1 out of 10 because I do not like this sense of humour and I found nothing praiseworthy about the film at all. (laughs) So basically, I don't like the humour, I don't like the movie. Yeah. If you don't like this style of comedy, don't watch it. Which really is just a thing that people should watch. Yeah, true. Yeah. 
What a movie. The comedy was amazing. Sure, it didn't have the greatest plot, but I didn't. it didn't need a plot. It just needed its cunning jokes. Okay. Well, it did have a plot. It's the classic it's story Robin of Robin Hood. Hood. Yeah. One out of ten. Headline. Like watching old people fuck. Oh. <laughs> this, this one I've cut down. Okay. But I've chosen the first paragraph because it gives you the vibe of this film wanker reviewing a Mel Brooks oh, movie. Oh, no. Here right? we go. It's my own private theory that the decade between roughly 1966 and roughly 1976 oh, no. represents not just a sea change slash high point slash belle époque of the <laughs> arts in this country, but the duration of a force field imposed by aliens who briefly took over our bodies and spent a long arts and crafts holiday here, giving us 2001 and Revolver and Breakfast of Champions and Close to the Edge and Chinatown and much more in the process. And when they left at last for their home world, the bodies they inhabited reverted right back to their true selves. In the case of Mel Brooks, through Jesus. whose corporeal shell the visitors had crafted the producers, Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein, that means a pushy, tiresome, obnoxious hack. Oh my lord. So this guy what has said wanker. that in 1966 Mel Brooks got invaded by aliens that were capable of making good movies and then the aliens left and now he's made Robin Hood Men in Tights with a, a piece of shit. Even though it's the exact same humour. It's the exact same movie. It's just yeah. put over Robin it, Hood. What it did was, Blazing, like Saddles, Blazing and Saddles and Young Frankenstein, take a movie and take the piss out of it. Done. That's what he did. I do think Young Frankenstein is better than many times. Yeah, but... But anyway. All right, let's have a... It's not the Belle Perk, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. He didn't say pathos. Oh. And he didn't tell us that he has a arts also, degree from Harvard. <laughs> I also love when people refer to things as turds. That's a very yeah, yeah. American thing because we, yeah, yeah. we don't use turd. But also the very American thing is that... The decade from 1966 to 76 was a sea change point of the arts in this country. Yeah, this like, country. The aliens just came, invaded, made good American movies because no good any no yeah. good foreign movies. And were also, made in that I will decade. say, um, Revolver and Breakfast of Champions and Close to the Edge. I haven't really heard of. Before. Yeah, I've heard of. I've heard of 2001, and I've heard of Chinatown. Yeah, they're very different movies, though. 2001 and Chinatown. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Break and then we will rip through our ratings for Robin Hood Men in Tight Tight Tights. Two drinks in a bar. All right, so we're in the Archie Q De Niro score. We are. We are already scored the cocktail a four. A four. We polished them off. Yeah, it's gone. The Robin Hood animated one. We pushed through till the end, begrudgingly. Yes. Uh, Just was, like watching the movie. It was a turd. It was a festering <laughs> turd of an album. Um, and this one is good, though, because it's much sweeter and just sweet, which is good. But how alcoholic was the movie? It had a lot of the same things in terms of... Just wine being around. Wine being around dinner, sacramental wine. Yes. The horse was drunk. Um, which horse? Mel Brooks's horse. He's like, you've been in the wine again. Oh, yeah, you've been into the sacramental wine. Went full Topol on that. Um, well, I think that's what Mel Brooks has taken the piss out of. One and a half? Um, there is talk of getting the, the sheriff, sheriff very drunk, drunk that's true. in order to want to sleep with the, the witch slash cook. Mm-hmm. Two? Two. Two. Because even though there's the same amount of 
wine just around in scenes, there it's more in the story in this yes, one than in others. Yes, that's true. Okay. Representation. Representation. The rap isn't bad. The rap's good. I think it works, so that's yeah. a tick. Isaac Hayes is good. Dave Chappelle's good. Yes. Um, they were. He was just thick for kind of black jokes, though. Um, the Kung Fu, bad. No, I think Dave Chappelle was an okay character. I think he was a character in his own right, but that mm. but all of his jokes were black. Yes. Like all of Blinken's jokes were blind. Yeah. Whereas the other characters had variety of jokes, yeah, okay. except Broomhilda, who just had fat, fat jokes, jokes and German jokes. Yeah. Who I didn't realise was... Marla Hooch. Marla Hooch. I know. What her, a hitter. Because her accent was so good. She looked a, she looked better looking in this. Than I thought she was actually German because <laughs> of her okay. accent. What do you suggest? A lot of night games. Uh, oh. Is... Okay, so there's a Fag- blind Fag- guy. Fagulas? Fagulas? What I will say, Fagulas, yeah. right? I get it. Ha ha, gay joke, because they're a bunch of men in the woods. And Correct. they call themselves Mary. Yeah. We're not Mary, we're straight. And her and her are. Yeah, uh-huh. okay, we're skipping that. Save it for your memoir. <laughs> your memoir. Um, why is that the bit? You know when it, then at the credits it's like Patrick Stewart at King Richard. Yeah, yeah. This person is it's like... Mel Brooks is the rabbi. Why do they choose that bit, the fagulas? That's the bit they chose to reshow. Surely the bit to show is chopping the tip off. Yeah. Or him just lifting his hat and his curls are still oh, on his funny. hat, right? Why do you go fagulas? Don't know. Chinese, bad. His name is Falafel. His name is Falafel. There's, there's good representation in terms of a diverse cast. Yes. There's bad representation in terms of bad jokes. His name is Falafel. I don't know where I landed on testicles of a newt. I guess he's a transsexual now. Yeah. Funny, the language is dated. Yes. If you were writing Mm. it today, you wouldn't put that joke in. No, you're right. But that's endurance. Uh, Three? Is too many of the same... Blind jokes, bad representation. No, it's bad writing. <laughs> okay. Um, I would more be like a two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, 2.75. No, two and a half, two and a half, two and a half. No, no, 2.75. Okay. Because I actually don't think the jokes are that bad. There's like a, a falafel and a couple of Chinese jokes and fat jokes. And f- yeah. Yeah. I don't think the Fagelers is that bad. No, I think you I don't could think put that joke in now. You could? Yeah. Would you say, I don't know if you'd say Fagelers? Or is that like a kind of Jew word? Yeah, no, it is. Because in Will and Grace, he goes like something. It's like, oh, is that when you introduced me to your uncle? Let's say Mervyn because it's in my mind. <laughs> and he goes, oh, so that's the Fagler. So it is like a, apparently a Jewish word for, for gay. Is it racist against, well, it can't be, that when he introduces himself to a Chew, Blinken goes, a Jew? Yeah, here? Yeah. (laughs) No, a Chew. But then we do meet not only a Jew in 11th century England. Yeah, a a rabbi. Rabbi. That's like top level. Yeah, it is. That literally is top level. Early. 
Did no, you cry? I did not cry. No, I'm no the crier crying. and I know cried. No crying. Um, I'm just going to go out there and say Horny is a five. Oh, I'm just going to go out there and say if we ever do a Mel Brooks movie ever again, Horny is a five no matter what. Boobs, every- Yarbo's everywhere. Yarbo's, Yarbo's. Achu, Achu is headstrong and cocksure. Or is that the other way around? Yeah. Um, Yoldi Playboy, the chastity belt. Is a chastity belt, is it a point for or against horniness? Because you can't do anything. But I don't know why I'm doing hand gestures. Yeah. But because you can't of do that, anything. it increases your horniness. Chafe your willy. Chafe your willy. And Maid Marian is horny. Oh, she horny. Because she's, she's, like, she's like, I'd only sleep with someone if we were married or if we were in a very committed relationship or if he was really cute. Yeah. <laughs> she's horny. She horny. She's even, the second um, horniest character in this movie. Even Marla Hooch is horny. She lands oh, yeah. on little John and she's Ooh. like, oh, oh, oh. can you get off me? Um, yeah. um, Latrine is horny. Oh, the chastity thing. Yeah. I'm a point four. It's a point four horny because she's so horny she needs to... Got it. Yes. God, and I did hand gestures uh, again. I've written people on YouTube. I've written this again, which I won't say because I've oh. said it so many times that Brett's gonna get really annoyed. If you and say it one more time, I'm probably storm gonna out, out of the studio. Uh, everyone's horny for Marion when they're at the dinner. Marion is horny when for Robin. Creepy guy perfect on the Yarbos. Do you believe in love at first sight? Depends on what you're looking at. Uh, her Yaga, her Yaya is the is greatest, the greatest treasure. treasure in the land. Um, Five. Latrine falls on top of the sheriff of Nottingham and she goes, I was this close. I touched it. I touched it. <laughs> Non-consensual. Broomhilda is hot for little John. All the merry men are very horny to watch the silhouette porno. Yeah. Uh, the sheriff was going to non-consensually take Marion. That's, yeah. But we're not going to talk about and that. And then the key's the right fit in her yes. chastity belt. But then also the sheriff says it's not the size, it's how you use it. Yeah. Five out of horny. Five out of horny. We didn't need to say all that to justify it. Anyone who's nah. watched the movie knows it's a horny it's movie. A five. So that's the arch of Archie. The I is insults. I liked when Dave Chappelle called the guards honkies. Yeah. Because it's, it's uh, a flip. Oh, yes, Latrine. She is ugly. Oh, and they call her just a creature. Yeah. There's no way the sheriff would be attracted to a creature like you. Nah. Unlike some Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. That's oh, more of an insult to Kevin Costner. It's an insult to seven Co- Kevin Costner. That's uh, correct. That's a wild boar. Um, what else was insulting? The blind jokes. Blind jokes. Fat jokes. I will do the most the most disgusting disgusting thing she can think of is marrying him. I think it's a three point five. There's lots yeah, of insults, I'm but they're a three jokes. Yeah, I'm, I'll do a three. Okay. The enclosure. Tell me, Brett. I have a question. If they, if they live, live in, in the, the forest, forest. <laughs> is their enclosure the forest or are, are they, they homeless? homeless? And the castle's a three and there's a ho- thing. Compromised to a two. Okay. Done. Great. <laughs> Sorry if you've just seen Robin Hood Men in Tights and you're like, I'm just going to listen to this one. Basically, it's the same thing. So with the enclosure, the only th- the enclosure is the same every time. Yeah. But there so, are the houses of the village. There are a few more houses in the village in this one, like in well, the they animated. Burn them all down. Yeah, true. Um, okay, quotability. I can speak with an English accent. Is you, quotable. You lost your arms in battles, but you grew some nice boobs. That's more nostalgia for me, actually. I think I put it in that. I think I put that in quotability, horniness, and nostalgia. <laughs> 
Um, <sighs> I liked the joke when he said a date. How about next Thursday? Yeah. Uh, I can speak an English accent. Also, I think I feel like it's reasonably quotable when Prince John says, check, table one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you believe in love at first sight? Depends what you're looking at. Oh, you've put quotable. that in quotable because you're going to put that in your online dating profile. No news is good news. Hey, Abbott. <laughs> no news is good news. Uh, quotability, I reckon Who maybe. Am I actually impersonating there because no it's not the hang on. No news is good news. No, it's... Oh, shit. That's it's like a cartoon character or something. No, it's like somebody else from a movie that kind of talks like that. Yeah, which no is No news why... is good news. Anyway, listeners, shit. if Can you I know who it is... Can I me saying that? <laughs> God. Listeners, if you know who it is, then uh, get in touch with us on the socials at Two Drink Cinema. Drink. Do you know what dr- what well, wasn't what, around wait, in eleven hundred? What are you giving quotability? Oh, shit. Because I'm Fuck, giving it a two. Just, I'm giving it a two also. You know what wasn't around in the 1100s? Coke or Pepsi? Coke or Adam's drink. Brad's I will drink. say, if it was, it would be a Pepsi movie. But it, yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. there could have been product placement in there for of either. Of all of the Robin Hood movies, yeah. this is the one that could have had a Pepsi shoved in it. But it didn't. But it didn't. So that's I a saw. zero. So that's a zero, unfortunately. All right. Um, so we're ripping through, but Archie Q. De Niro are the initials of our mentor, uh, and so we tribute this scale to him and make little words out of his initials. Yep. The Q for his middle name was that. The D starts for De Niro was for drink, whether or not this is a Coke or a Pepsi movie. And then the E is for endurance. It still looks good. There's no special effects that we needed to worry about. No. I think the humour is different to humour these days. I think the style still works, but the types of jokes, black jokes, fat jokes, blind jokes, yeah. transsexual comments, don't need to be made. Yeah. I did start to write that I don't think these kind of silly parodies still go, but History of the World Part 2 is happening this year, which is Mel Brooks. doesn't mean it's going to be good. Yeah, but I, I think it will be good. Because there's more world history to parody. There is, but, but I also think I, I think it will be good Mel Brooks because the people that are in it are top tier people. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, and, and Keegan and Michael, Michael Key yeah. and Josh Gad. Um, so I think if it was just like Mel Brooks and a whole lot of random nothings, yeah, you go, oh, maybe it's not good, but. It's Mel Brooks and a star cast of comedians. Mm. You go, good. Like Judd Apatow's movie that was a Razzie movie about people trying to make a movie in lockdown, right? Right, yes. You go, Judd Apatow making a movie about people trying to make a movie in lockdown. If that's Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd, Leslie Mann, mm. you go, yes, I'm fucking watching that. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. But it's nobody's. And it was yeah. nominated for Razzie's. Yes. So I think History of the World Part 2 is on after we recorded this, but before we released it, I think it'll be good. Yeah. Okay. I so endurance-wise, the story still holds up the way that they made it, but the, some of the jokes and the language you would change. Yeah. I'm going to give it a three for endurance. Okay. I think I'm doing a two and a half. Okay. Yeah, two and a half. Nostalgia. I remember the joke of having the England sign on the cliffs that are meant to be yeah. the cliffs of Dover, but they're yeah. clearly not. Yeah. You lost your arms in battle, but you grew some nice boots. <laughs> uh, the Men in Tight song is great nostalgia. 
Yes. I haven't... I have, like, memories of watching this with friends in school holidays. Okay. Perhaps at the baseball club rooms. Probably while I was watching Monty Python. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that level of nostalgia. Oh, that's like 19... That's mid-90s. Yeah. Which suits, because this was 93. Um, Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I'm going to give it a three and a half for nostalgia. I don't have a real big amount of nostalgia. I don't remember a lot of watching this as a kid, which is odd that you do. Yeah, I have better taste in movies, though. 1.5 for me for nostalgia. Wow, that's a difference. Yeah. That's a big difference. Yeah. For considering we grew up together. Yeah. I have a lot of nostalgia for this. Yeah, I don't. There you go. Impact. I wrote Dave Chappelle's first movie. You ah. wrote Dave Chappelle movie debut. Ah, ah so that's a negative one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> other than that, Mel Brooks is already a thing. People in it were already a thing. If they weren't, they didn't go on to do much other than Dave Chappelle. They kept the Robin Hood story going. Um, Impact. I don't think it meant more parodies happened. Well, more parodies did happen after this, if you think that's when, you know, kind of scary movies and all that started. But I wouldn't say it's because of this. I'm going to give it a 1.5 for impact. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 1. I think it did contribute to parodies still going. And it did give us Dave Chappelle. He's funny. He was already a comedian, though, wasn't he? Yeah, but he wasn't in movies, and I think he was certainly bigger because of this. He's made some questionable jokes recently. Correct. But I do still think he's funny and good. Yeah. Rewatchability. It's very easy to watch. Oh, it's great to watch. And some jokes are still quite funny. So silly, though. And I will say the rewatchability now is... When I was younger, so many jokes I wouldn't have got. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole scene about the Godfather, no idea. You know what I mean? Like I would not have found that funny when I was 10. All right. Um, Uh, I'm giving it a four for rewatchability. I'm going to give it a three, seven, five. It's also just good to look at. Yes. All right. Overall, it's a very... Well done parody of a mo- of a particular movie while still telling the story well, which is what Mel Brooks does. Yes. And which is what good parodies do. They don't they keep the story going and chuck in parody. Like Sherry Movie is a parody of horror movies while also following a horror movie story. One and three, yes. The rest questionable. Yeah. <laughs> so I think um, I think there were some jokes that did get a bit old. Yes. Or wore thin with the blind jokes and the sheriff, the weird talking. But the funny little bits of putting modern stuff in the oldie yep. times, yep. you know, having a neon exit sign above his head. It's an Everlast chastity belt, that kind of thing. I like that the it's castle funny. had exit signs. Yeah. And um, then the, the remote door yeah. thing. I Yeah, so... It, it's a very much a Mel Brooks parody movie. Um, it ticks all of the boxes of parody, but also ticks and hits all of the beats of being a Robin Hood movie mm. and works as that folk hero adventure thing. Um, Overall, I'm going to give it a three and a half. 
I'm going to give it a 3.75. Mm. If I did 0.75s, I probably would. You know what? Shane doesn't like it. Maybe he just doesn't get that sense of humor like that person <laughs> yeah. in the review. We oh. watched 15 minutes of it and then Shane was like, nah, I'm going to go and watch the cricket. Oh, gone well. <laughs> like, Jesus. Um, which is odd. Anyway, how did it go overall on the Archie Q De Niro scale? Oh, he's scrolling up, ladies and gentlemen and people, everybody listening. <sighs> Overall, Robin Hood yep. Men in Tights got a score of 54.75. Oh, wow. Which puts it just behind Sandlot. Oh. And just above? Gold member. Wow. So it is currently in one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh place. <laughs> oh, dear. It's nostalgia. Nostalgia gets it. Nostalgia and horny. If you make yeah. a movie that is horny, uh, from the 90s, you're going to score well on Two Drink Cinema. Yes, you will. So please right. make more. Punch the oh, score. Don't in make the that, movies now that are in the 90s. Yeah, you can't you do know. that. But tell us, if you're a listener, uh, you can tell us a movie that is horny from the 90s. Like Hocus Pocus. Yeah, that's true. She is horny. Sarah Jessica Parker. She's horny. There's a virgin. Yabos. He's horny. Yabos. Go back and listen to our Hocus Pocus episode. There you go. From Halloween Which 20. She's also having an anniversary this year. Yeah, right. Okay. We need to do a six degrees to get from the animated Robin Hood oh, Jesus. to the Robin Hood Men in Tights. Peter Ustinoff. Oh, my God. Was in Spartacus. Mel Brooks. Blazing Saddles. Who's in Blazing Saddles? Gene Wilder's in a Mel Brooks movie, isn't Gene he? Gene Wilder's in Young Frankenstein. Peter Ustinov was in Spartacus. That's yeah, what I'm going to go that's with. That's where we're going. Um, Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis. Jack Lawrence Lemon. Olivier was in that as well. Tony Curtis. To who? What are we doing? To, to, to this one. This one. To Kiriel was... Billy Crystal was in Princess Bride. That opens up a decent Surely Billy movies. Crystal gets us to Jack Lemmon fairly easily. Was Billy Crystal was in a Shakespeare and Jack Lemmon was in that same Shakespeare. Oh, Hamlet? Yeah. Oh. Was Jack Lemmon in Hamlet? Were they both the great... Oh. I really want to the look Kenneth it up. The Kenneth Branagh Hamlet? The Kenneth Branagh Hamlet. I'm sure it was Jack Lemmon and Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal? Okay. I'm going to go with that. So we're saying Carrie Elwes was in Princess Bride with Billy, Billy Crystal, Crystal, who was in Hamlet with Jack Lemmon, who was, who in, was in Some Like a Hot with Tony, Tony Curtis, Curtis, who was in Spartacus with Peter Ustinov. That's what we're going with. Okay. That could all fall apart if Jack Lemmon wasn't in Hamlet. Yeah. But that's I have what we're a going feeling with. that he was. Yeah, I have that memory. Robin Williams, Billy Crystal, Robin and Williams Jack Lemmon. Robin Williams was in it. I'm sure. What if there's one we're sure of that we can get another way? No, because Jack it Lemon requires was in, on that thing to get to Billy Crystal. Jack Lemon was in JFK with Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, Wayne Knight, that woman, the sister from Roseanne. Oh no, John Goodman in Roseanne. Roseanne in Roseanne. John Goodman in the uh, Flintstones <laughs> with Elizabeth Taylor. Because Elizabeth Taylor, Tony Curtis, surely. 
I froze again. Uh, <laughs> no, I can't think of one. Surely she married him. <laughs> that was Janet Lee. Um, Jamie oh, Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. So where are we at? <laughs> so we I went. Totally lost track. We went Peter Ustinov uh, through Spartacus to Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis through Some Like It Hot to Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon. That's way too many steps. No, no. Peter Ustinov, Tony Curtis, Jack Lemon, uh, Billy Crystal, Kerriel was five. Okay. All right? Yeah. And then in, as soon as I stop hitting record, I'm going to look this up and prove that I'm wrong. Okay, great. Thanks for listening to another episode <laughs> of Two Drink Cinema. Robin Hood starring Taron Egerton next week because it's the five-year anniversary. Uh, we will be back with that. Hit subscribe, all of that shit. Follow us on the socials. Join our Facebook group because there's more chat there. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Lee. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share this episode with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Two Brothers Entertainment on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay our respects and acknowledge their elders past, present and emerging. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening, happy watching, and please drink responsibly. Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further and access some exclusive content, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash cinema. As a member, you can gain access to exclusive bonus episodes, access episodes early, buy merch, and contribute to the making of the podcast. The support of our listeners can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash cinema. Cheese. <laughs>